Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser, and I am so thankful that you are here today. Hey, it's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. So if you're ready to go, let's get started. All right, well, hey there. I am so excited that you're back. And if you're a first timer, welcome to the show. You know, I just, I don't know about you, but this time of year, there's so much happening and there's so much excitement surrounding holidays and, you know, family time and just the shopping, the baking, the cooking, the parties, all that good stuff, right? And I know for some of you that it can also be a very, um, sad time. It could be a hard time, whether it's because of your own predicament and circumstances, or whether it's because you are missing someone special in your life during this holiday season. And for some reason, the holidays really bring out the, really the two extremes of emotions, don't they? They bring out our excitement and joy for what is to come. And, um, the time off and to be with the people we want to be with and the excitement of parties and get togethers. And then it also can, um, you can find that you're you're getting a gut punch of emotion when you realize that there's someone in your life that you are not able to be with or share the time with, and it can bring upon a deep sadness. And so I thought today, um, like probably I did last year, this is a great week the week before Thanksgiving, to talk about thankfulness and gratitude. And, you know, I think that um, it's interesting because as an above-knee amputee, um, I've had my share of years of surgeries and healing and not healing and pain, lots of pain and struggles. And and I just thought, you know, um, one thing I noticed about myself was even amidst those hard times, I found something to smile about. And um, I just thought that, you know, I know some of you out there right now are really struggling with healing, struggling with uh, predicaments and circumstances that are beyond your control. And I thought maybe this, this week is a great week to discuss how do you be grateful in the midst of the hard times? Because like I've always told you, if you've never listened to this podcast, I try to speak from personal experience because I'm not going to pretend I know everything, but I can tell you what I've been through and how I handled it. And whatever you can take from that, I hope I hope it helps you. So, you know, I what I've noticed about me is um, I, I would rather be happy than complain. I think that the way I was raised and brought up around my parents, that's just kind of how we always were. I, I don't think I ever saw my mom complain about things in her life. And she had a heart. There was five of us kids, and she was a, um, a homemaker. And that woman did cooking and cleaning and ironing and you name it, she did. She took care of the pets that we all wanted but never took care of. And, you know, she made my dad feel like the center of the world. And really, you know, I think that was the role model 
um, in my life that I always hoped to be able to, you know, reach that level as a parent, um, as a spouse. And, um, you know, I think, you know, the way we are raised is a, a portion of how we turn out, right? Hereditary versus environment. Um, environment has a lot to do with it, but so does the hereditary side of us. Now, I decided to start off because next week being Thanksgiving week, um, my week will be crazy. So this is the, the last week um, before December that I will be on. I will not be on next week. So there will be a one week break from my podcast so that I can just be present and mindful with my family. I have um, my two boys and my husband and we will be able to get away um, because my family and my husband's family all live in Illinois and uh, I have a sister in Nebraska. Um, we don't get to see anybody. So our Thanksgiving time is literally the four of us and our two dogs. And we kind of just get away and I love baking and cooking and I'll do the whole big, huge meal, just like my mom always did for all of us. And even as our families grew with spouses and, and kids, um, she never failed to put on an amazing Thanksgiving meal. And so even though there's only four of us, I still go all out. Uh, my boys um, are, are eaters and they love their food and they, are, they work out. So they're always trying to bulk. And so I know they will eat what I put on the, on the table. So I thought, though, that today, speaking of thankfulness and thanksgiving and gratitude, I just thought it would be interesting <clears throat> to look up the difference between grateful and thankful in the dictionary. Um, back in the good old days, I would have probably popped open my nice big red Webster dictionary, but now we have Google. So trying to find only one definition is almost impossible. But what I did find out is that grateful is a feeling or showing of an appreciation of kindness. Okay, so when we are showing um, an appreciation for what we have or what someone's done for us, and thankfulness is being pleased or relieved, believe it or not. Like people will say, thank goodness that, you know, that's over or whatever. Expressing gratitude or relief. But I thought was really interesting as I dug deeper into the Google search and the rabbit hole was that thankful is more of an emotion. And gratitude is more of an attitude of appreciation under any circumstance, which is interesting. Um it involves, gratitude involves being thankful. So interestingly enough, when you think of those two words, obviously you can one in the same them, but thankfulness is more how we feel about something. We're thankful for something. Gratitude is us being thankful about our situation or about something that someone's done. And we can be grateful for our life. We can be grateful for our family. We can be grateful for our circumstance. We can be thankful when things are going right. But what about the times when things are getting hard? And like I say, I feel like a broken record because every time I get on here, no matter what I speak of, I can tell you that A, number one, there's no normal, right? We all have our own journeys and there is no such thing as a normal um, experience with something. The other thing is, is that our attitude 
is our our predicament can be based on what our attitude is. So we are all going to go through something hard in our lifetime. No one goes unscathed through life is what I say. But the difference between those people that look like they've got it all together and are always seeming to be in a good or upbeat uh, attitude or emotion and the difference between them and the person that looks like the cats dragged them in and they are just um, beat up and beat down in life. Really, I mean, we all go through circumstances and, and this does not negate anybody going through something really, really tough. But the fact is, is no matter the circumstance, if we can see past that moment and look at the smaller things in life that can bring us joy, we can start to pull ourselves out of what could become a very negative situation and and seeing that silver lining, so to speak. For example, what I've noticed, sometimes what I do is I'll reflect. Um, I, I go to the gym a lot. When I'm sitting in the gym with my headphones in, yes, I'm listening to some music, but I find that my mind wanders. If I'm not thinking about the muscle groups that I'm working or the song that's on, I will find that I will start to think about my situation and how it is perceived by the people around me. And I say that only because 99% of the time I go to the gym, someone stops me to ask about my situation, what happened to my leg, um, or tell me that they're that I inspire them to continue to do what they're doing or to stop complaining. And you know, I, I know on ever anybody ever I hate when people say, Oh, I've got nothing to complain about. When I see you, I feel like horrible that I complain about my situation. But quite frankly, don't feel bad that you complain about your situation because you see me or another amputee or someone that's you can physically see is struggling. Feel bad about your situation if you're complaining and not seeing the bright side of it. Because no matter how bleak a situation is, if you really work hard, you can find the good in something. Your life is not 100% in the crapper, so to speak. You've got to be able to find something that's good. I mean, if, if you if you have a family, but you're struggling with your job, then you think of the good things of your family, that you get to come home to somebody that supports you. Um, you know, for me, I am really grateful that I have two boys that get it after all the years of them watching me from 2013 to now. They watched me struggle through severe knee issues. They saw me going from strong and healthy and a mom that does everything to someone who they had to start bringing lunch to because I was laid up in bed and and their dad had to get to work you know and so it would be me and my boys while I was homeschooling them and us making it work and without them I would have been a very lonely and B, my husband would have had to put a lot more effort into being home during those years um, to help me get through the day and not leaving me alone. So, you know, there's there's good in all situations. It's just a matter of 
what's your desire? Is your desire to complain about where you're at in hopes to get some attention from that? Or is it to be an inspiration, inspire those around you and let them know that nothing's going to knock you down and nothing's going to um, persuade you from trying to live your best life. And, and that's where gratefulness comes in and um, finding the things in your life that mean enough to help you get through those hard times. So with five years of surgeries behind me, and then the ultimate surgery, which was my amputation above the knee. You know what? I I feel like one of the luckiest people in the world. Um, not only did the five years of surgeries give me time to reflect, to find some quiet time, to see what I was really made of, it built me up. It made me stronger. Um, I'm stubborn as, as I'll get out. Um, and so that just kind of fueled the fire that I was not going to be laid out forever. But I'm grateful that I also had the clarity to make the decision for myself that my leg was no longer useful to me. That's not, <laughs> that is not an easy decision by any means. But after everything I went through, by the time that I had gone through what I went through, I knew without a doubt that it was time. And I'm grateful for that clarity because going into that with anything but 100% clarity on the outcome and the desire would have left a lot of doubt in my mind. And, and I probably still would be doubting it because it would just be would my life be better now? Would I have would I have healed better? Would I if I did I give it enough time? All those things, and I never think about those anymore. The other day, I decided finally uh, my boys all went for a hike. All three of my young men, my two young men, and my husband. Um, he is younger than me, so he is my young man. But uh, they all decided to go on a backpacking hike. Um, just to have some guy time. I had so much time with my boys growing up being a homeschool mom um, that I know that my husband needs some of that time where he can um, just, you know, make memories with his, his guys that are growing up. And so while they were gone, it was me and my girls. And I don't know, you can kind of see my, my girls are always sleeping with me while I'm here doing my podcast. But um, it's interesting because you know, for me, I'm, I'm like the kind of person that feels so guilty. Like it's so easy when no one's around and I'm always doing stuff in this house to just, when no one's here to find time just to sit on a couch and not have any responsibility whatsoever. And to have that for like 24 hours this weekend, I was like, I could just sit here, but I felt so bad because my dogs never get out for walks. I've been struggling with, um, a pinching in my prosthetic which when you're a skin fit, if there's any cracks that happen in your your soft liner, I got to tell you, it, it could be just a hairline of a crack and it will pinch your skin at every step. And that's what I was going through for about three weeks before I could get in to see my prosthetist because I just, you know, I have to make an, it, it to be an event because he's so far away from me now 
Now, compared to some people, I know some people that travel an hour, two hours to get to their prosthesis, but I went from 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and I hate going 45 minutes through traffic here in Phoenix. But to that avail, I did finally get that in and, and handled, and, you know, I always tell him I hate when he fixes things because a fix of one thing means that something else is going to happen, and sure enough, he was able to... Uh, rewarm the plastic just a little bit and um, I don't know how to explain it but he he kind of fixed the crack without changing the mold the problem is is that it pushes up against my skin more than it has been and now I'm rubbing raw on the top of my leg so there's not a pinch now there's just a rubbing because it's a different a little bit of a different pressure and it's just a subtle difference in pressure and it makes that much of a difference on my skin. So that being said, it's been weeks since I've been able to take my dogs for a walk. And it's been beautiful out. So I haven't hiked or I haven't been walking. Um, I, to be honest, I hate walking. I, I hate, it's like a treadmill to me. Just getting out and walking on our cement is boring to me. I like to hike because I feel like I'm um, just challenging my, my legs to move differently um, and if you know anything about um, a lower limb prosthetic, when you hit the pavement, kind of like if you were to just go out for a walk or a run when you had two legs and you are hitting the pavement, you know, maybe if you've got sensitive knees or joints, you'll notice that your body can only take so much pounding on the cement. And it's the same step. Well, now imagine putting on a prosthetic device that every time you step, it is hitting the exact same portion of your residual limb inside, which originally didn't feel bad, but after a mile, it is exhausted and it's hurting or it might be bruised or rubbing or whatever it might be because it's the same movement over and over again. So I like to hike because every single step is totally different and I love that. You know, it makes me think I have to keep really focused on my steps and I, I live in the moment, which is another part of being grateful, is being very mindful of the day-to-day, -day, the moment-to-moment, -moment, living for now, not for tomorrow, not worrying about what already happened, that's past, but living right now. And I'm trying so very hard to be more mindful of the moments that I'm in. For example, you know, sometimes I think, oh, I really should get my podcast done now, but I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. But as soon as I get behind the mic, I'm so, so grateful that I have the opportunity to do something like this and to speak to someone, one of you out there that might be listening that could benefit from this. And it makes my heart so happy to know that I have that freedom, that I can do that. And so living in the present right now, this is my happy place. The teacher in me loves to talk. So I have no problem talking even to myself. And like I've told people a thousand times is half the time I'm talking, I am, I'm really speaking to myself or my own heart because you know, no one around here can actually listen to me long enough. Three boys, they all have an attention span that's a lot shorter than the, I, the amount of time I can speak. And if you know my family, I am not even the most talkative person in my family. Sorry, brother, brothers, sister, you guys, um, you guys can talk circles around me at times. But we definitely have the gift of the gab. 
That being said, anyways, back to my what I was telling you, I was out walking this weekend. And it, like I said, it's the first time in a long time. I was a little bit raw. I wasn't sure how far I would walk. I was like, well, we'll just decide as we go. And then I was like, well, let's, you know what? We'll go to the local Starbucks and the dogs can have a puppuccino and we'll have a nice little sit outside the store. So that's what we end up doing. And then I realized as I was walking back and I was in pain that at that moment, I, I started to really think about what makes me tick. And I don't know if any of you do this or not, but I wonder if there's people like me as an amputee that are out there that are complaining about their circumstance, the pain, the discomfort of wearing a prosthetic, um, and their pain is exactly like my pain or close to it. And I wonder where I'm at in that spectrum of pain. Do I tolerate pain higher than some people, most people? Or is my pain actually pretty mild and I'm not really tolerating much? I just don't have a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I started realizing that, you know, the way you feel right now, I mean, I literally was like, this sucks. This walk sucks. I don't even know why I'm out here. The only thing I've got going for me is that my dogs are getting something out of it and I love them so, so much. They are my 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 little girls in my life. Um, it's like having children, little children again that I can cuddle with and my poor little chihuahua, she gets dressed in sweatshirts and stuff that she actually loves. But, and I, you know, I just sit there and I, I go, you know what, if I was a different person, if, if God had made me differently, would I be complaining about this? And then would I be the person that would be sitting on a couch, not wearing my prosthetic because that, what I was just experiencing was enough to keep me from doing that? Am I that stubborn and that pigheaded that I will push through pain? Or uh, is it not really as bad as I maybe think it is? I don't know. So I have nobody to compare that to because it's really hard to express my pain versus your pain versus that guy's pain or that girl's pain. You know what I'm saying? So then I start going, okay, so what makes you different? And I guess, you know, I've always said um, that some of the one thing that really gets me through some of those times where my prosthetic's not fitting right or I'm just having a rough day is I use distraction. Like doing this podcast and sitting here with my dogs in the quiet with my door shut in my office here, this is a distraction. You know, my right now my foot is is kind of, um, I say tingling or burning or humming. It's like a buzzing feeling in my foot, my, my missing foot. But I feel it like it's in the shoe below me right now. But it's obviously not there. And if I sit and think about it, or if I sit and dwell on it, then it becomes kind of maddening. And I don't notice that except like at night when I have nothing else to think about because I'm laying in bed and my leg is off. And when my leg comes off, I feel like all those, those tingles and all those um, phantom sensations go flooding through my non-existent leg. And it's crazy to me to think that that's that's not even there but it feels like my leg is I always feel like my leg is there and this is we're going on four years next month it'll be four years since I had my surgery and it still feels like my foot's there and everything and there are times I try to actually bend my ankle 
which is impossible because without a knee, I, it's, it's weird. But um, I use distraction a lot. And so, you know, this is probably one of the reasons why I don't like just straight out walking or going on a treadmill at the gym because it, it just is repetitive and I can't get my brain distracted enough on those types of things. And so, you know, I really struggle with those and I, I go out and I do more extravagant exercises. I wish I could enjoy just a nice stroll, but I'm so darn competitive that every time I go out for a walk, I try to walk fast and then that causes problems. I suppose if I just wanted to walk around the neighborhood, I'd be fine. But there are times when even that just, I can't wait to turn around and come back because I just don't want to go any further. The reason I bring this up is because sometimes when we get into our own heads, we tend, as human nature is, we tend to kind of think about the negative side of things. We think about what's wrong. We think about what we're worried about. We think about um, what could happen, what might happen, what is happening that's bothering us instead of counting our blessings and being grateful for the moment that we are living in. And sometimes it does take us thinking about what other people might be going through. When we see a friend struggling, we then can go back home after visiting with them and be really grateful for the love that surrounds us when we walk in the door, whether it's the smell of a wonderful candle or the greeting of your pet when you walk in the door that makes you feel like you're one in a million to them. And maybe it is the fact that you've seen someone struggle or lose a child and you are grateful for the struggles of teenage boys and the messes they leave behind everywhere they go, like tornadoes. But, you know, there are people that would be in your shoes in a heartbeat. They, they wish they had the handprints all over the glass door, right? When our kids were little and we're like, ah, stop putting your hands on the clean door, or the clean window. Some people would kill to have that moment back because their child is no longer with them. For those of you that have a pet that you're like, ugh, they always want to go outside. I'm like, I don't want to go outside with them anymore. It takes them forever. There are some people that just lost the pet that they've had since, you know, for 15 years that would do anything to have another moment to take them out for a walk or to the bathroom. Those are the things that help me remember how good I have it. Those are the things that remind me to be grateful and thankful in the little moments because I could sit back and complain what a sucky life look at this I can't even ski with two legs anymore with my family and I have to put on a leg every night and every every or every morning and every night when I take it off I have to clean it out and then shower up and do this and do that with crutches and my arms hurt my body hurts you know what I mean I mean literally there are so many things I could go on about but quite frankly I feel 100% blessed for the situation that I've been put in. What God put me through since 2013 was for the benefit for me to grow, to rise up, to challenge myself, to build my faith, to remember that 
living the best life that we can live is living in the small things, in the moments. And to not worry about what's planned ahead because it's all planned out. We just need to live for right now. And if we can just remember to look around and find those things in our life that that put a smile on our face or a spark in our eye, we have found gratitude in our life and the way we live. And I can't imagine that any of you out there have such a bad situation that you can't find something to be grateful for. But that being said, I know at times when things go dark, that it's really, really hard to find a thankfulness to, to live in, to, to be present in a, a grateful mind or mindfulness that can bring you a, a, a bit of joy or a bit of hope. So I thought today, talking about this as we enter into Thanksgiving, and you know, I feel like Thanksgiving has become the holiday that really isn't there as much anymore. Yes, people celebrate it. Yes, we all get together and have big meals and things. If we're fortunate enough to have friends or family around that um, we can do that with. Some of you might be having a Thanksgiving Day dinner alone, but there's still something there, something that you can smile about. You have air in your lungs. Yeah, you have a possibility, endless possibilities of what tomorrow will bring if we only learn to live mindfully and with gratitude in our hearts about the life we have been given that some are not fortunate enough to have. There is someone out there that is struggling and has something else going on in their life more than what you could ever imagine or wishing that they had your life. And my hope this year for you during this um, beautiful time of year where we we get to remember um, loved ones and be grateful for the time that we did have with someone that maybe has passed on. And if you believe enough and you have a hope in um, a heaven, that someday you'll be with them and you'll see them again. I'm hoping you can find between now and the end of the year a million reasons to smile and another million reasons to spread joy to somebody else. As a friend said today so sweetly, you never know what just your smile can do for somebody else. Because we don't know the battles that other people are fighting. I can only guess. And after listening and talking to all the people that I have met on my journey these past few years. One thing I have learned is that we all are fighting. But if we're all fighting. Couldn't we all help each other out? Pick each other up. And by picking each other up, it literally could be a smile holding a door open for somebody, letting someone in, in the grocery line, if they only have one item and you have a hundred, you just never know what it is that they're facing that day. 
and what just that little bit of kindness can do to spread that type of cheer, especially during this time of year. So with all that being said, on gratitude and thankfulness, I have for our call to action this week, and I hope you stuck with me long enough to hear the call to action, how to be grateful. Here's a list of things, and these are things you can practice throughout. Obviously, smile. Smile not only will affect the people around you, it will change you. Because what ends up happening is it's it's just um, contagious. If I smile at somebody, more than likely a smile will be given back. And I don't know about you, but when someone smiles at me, I can't help but have a little skip in my step and a little happiness in my heart. My, my body feels lighter and I feel just a little bit more joyful. So don't forget to smile. Here's some, some things I wrote down that I thought might be interesting to go through with this call to action. This next two weeks... Keep in mind, I will not be on next week. So the next two weeks, try not to be picky and appreciate everything in your life, the, the good and the bad. Appreciate it because you know what? Without the bad, we would not know what the good looks like. We wouldn't even have anything to go by. When we look back on the situations that we've had issues with and we've struggled with, that's when we see how much we've grown and we can be appreciative of what we've been through because we've been there and now we are not there. And that's a good thing. Be mindful and present. Don't worry about what happened yesterday and don't worry about what's going to happen in the next day or two. Just be here right now. Just work on you right now. A very physical action and one that a lot of people will try to do, but tend to kind of, you know, fall off the wagon. Keep a gratitude journal. Even if it's just a little tablet of paper, every day write one thing down that you're thankful for. Preferably something different. But if you have one thing that you're truly grateful for and you feel like that's all you've got, write it down every day until you realize there are other things to be grateful for. Like I said, remember those bad or hard times because it is within those moments of having hard hard days, hard moments, hard months, hard years, we have grown and we can say, I'm glad I'm not there anymore. Enjoy the present time right now because you never know when that next little wave of hard times and hardships are going to come. And um, they have a way of just sneaking up on us right in the midst of being happy, Right. So remember those hard times. Remember the bad times when things were really, really hard for you, really tough. And be happy and grateful and thankful that you're no longer there. I'm thankful that I am no longer on a PT bed three days a week. Initially, which I thought was a great thing, but now that I look back, now wasting my time, I'm glad I'm now out and about and doing things that make me heart healthy and physically healthy and emotionally healthy. Yeah, I'm out in fresh air and doing the things. I'm not just sitting in and worrying about my knee all the time. Pay it forward. This is huge right now. There are people, I guarantee it, even in your neighborhood, even at your workplace, that are really going to struggle with these holidays that are coming up. 
They're going to feel alone, abandoned, missing someone, um, maybe filled with regret um, because maybe they've shut somebody out of their life that they wish they hadn't, but they don't know how to get that back. This is a time to pay things forward. Someone's probably done something nice for you. Uh, for me, all the people that were there for me that rallied around, oh, when I was homeschooling my kids and I was going through so many surgeries, besides the fact that my husband and my kids were my number one huge, huge supporters, I had friends because I finally learned how to ask for help that would drive me to physical therapy, watch the kids while they were getting their work done, pick me up from physical therapy, bring me coffees because they knew how badly I wanted a Starbucks, um, brought me flowers, called, texted, some even played um, words with friends with me while I was laid up and couldn't do anything. All those people, I want to be able to pay it forward now. I want to, for the people that did all that for me, I need to do that for somebody else. We were new to our neighborhood here a year and a half ago, and our two neighbors that lived right by us came over, introduced themselves, invited us for drinks. We now have a new neighbor that just moved in, and it's an older couple. And, um, you know, I went over there with some goodies and a plant to welcome to the neighborhood. So they knew they weren't alone, that they could, if they had problems or issues or questions, they could come over and ask. That's what neighborhood neighbors are for. That's what our old neighbors used to be like growing up back in the good old days when you'd go to your neighbor and ask for eggs or sugar when you were out because you couldn't get to the store in the midst of cooking something. Pay it forward. You will be surprised on the, the joy that it's going to do for you to see someone so happy that you thought of them. You know, it's kind of a, a, maybe a selfish way to do it, but when you do something for somebody else and fill their bucket, so to speak, it fills your bucket tenfold. I don't know about you, but when I see that I've done something that someone is truly, truly grateful for, I feel so good inside that I can't wait to do it again. It's it's just, you know, like an addiction. You want to do more for other people. Pay it forward. Don't forget to stop, breathe, and reflect. This is the time of year when you blink and it'll be January 1st. And you don't want all of a sudden your year to end and you didn't even really enjoy it. Spend time reflecting and during that reflection, this might be a time to actually add to your gratitude journal. But even if even if you start with five minutes of total, complete quiet, no TV, no books, no music, no interruptions, five minutes, start today. Five minutes of just quiet time, reflecting on the positive in your life reflecting on where you're at now and where you want to go and how you're going to get there and what you're grateful for. You'll be very surprised on how you will start to want more time like that. And your five minutes will turn into 10, which will turn into 20, which will turn into an hour. And all of a sudden, the next thing you'll know is, ironically, you'll find you have more time in the day because you're spending your time wisely versus on your phone or absorbed in something else that is, and I'm, I, like I say, I'm preaching to the choir on this. 
at the end of the day, I cannot wait to turn the TV on and completely go numb because I've done so much throughout the day that that's my dumb down time, my water down time. And I probably should spend it just being quiet and reflective because I'm constantly on the go. If you can't tell by my podcast, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I don't like to sit still. Sitting still just makes me feel my leg. And so I use distraction and that means constantly going. But um, I need to work a little bit more on spending some quiet time. So that's a goal of mine to start at the end of this year so that in January, I've got a good habit going forward. If you are in the middle of a really crappy situation, your circumstance is just horrible. Medically, emotionally, physically, whatever it is, your job, your relationship, your, your physical being, Maybe you're going to become an amputee. Maybe you just became one. Maybe you're just, you just got diagnosed with cancer. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is, reframe your bad situation. It is bad in the moment and it is really hard to see the good that will come from it. I know. I understand that. I've been there. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So now that I look back on everything I went through, there's no way I would have been able to make a solid conscious choice to amputate my leg if I hadn't been through everything I went through. You don't just wake up one day, have a, a boo-boo on your knee and go, I need to get rid of my leg. You just, you're, you are not emotionally ready for that. That is a huge, huge undertaking emotionally. But there was a reason why I went through everything I went through and why I fought so hard. And now that I'm past all that, it all makes sense. And that is one of the reasons why I do this podcast. I do it. It helps me through things, but I do it because I'm really hoping that I can help one of you in some way, shape or form each week, helping one person tells me that there's a reason why I went through what I went through and I cannot be selfish and hold on to everything I learned and not share with someone that might be struggling. So I reframe my bad situation. My situation isn't bad. When people see me, I look disabled. Do I feel disabled? Absolutely not. I have reframed my situation. I am a riser. I am a warrior and I am proud of everything I've gone through. And I will share that with the world so that those people that need that boost and that, um, that motivation can find that the end of the world is not happening because they got sick or that they lost a limb or whatever it may be. So reframing your situation so that you can see the positive in it, the silver lining. And of course, the simplest thing, just celebrate the small things. Celebrate a beautiful day, a sunshine, a, a unique cloud, a beautiful bird outside. Anything that you can just be mindful about that just is is just so subtle that if you... If you weren't really focused on being mindful, you might miss it. And that's why it's good to just have time to quiet down, reflect, write in a gratitude journal, and and live in the present. Because we can be grateful for what's happening right now. 
but it's really hard when we sit there and worry about this and that or the other that might happen, might happen in the next day, two weeks, month, whatever. If you live for right now, you can find that there is something beautiful happening around you. Like right now, my two pups, which I'm very grateful to have, are laying right next to me, so I'm never alone. Today, we had about 20 javelina walking through our yard. And as much as they are the ugliest and smelliest creatures, I think, on this earth, it was really an exciting experience. I've had two hawks fly through the air today. One was right up in our tree, I think, trying to nab some of my birds from my bird feeder. He wasn't successful, thank goodness. But it's those things that if I hadn't just spent some time outside, breathing in the fresh air and slowing down my pace, I would have missed those things. So, you know, it's it's those little things that sometimes in hard days get us through. So everyone has something small they can celebrate. Celebrate the small things, find gratitude in the little things, pay it forward, write it down and reflect. Be mindful, live for right now. Don't worry about yesterday, don't worry about tomorrow. Live for just today. And I guarantee you, you are gonna find a a much happier life, a more complete life when you can reframe everything that's going on and you can find some perspective. But live for right now. I hope and pray that the next two weeks are filled with grateful things for you and filled with memories being made and laughter and joy and um, moments to just cherish forever. I will miss you next week, but know that I will be living in the moment with my two boys and my husband and my two dogs, and we will be thinking of you and I will be back to get us prepared for the end of season two. And until next time, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.